Hello and welcome to the Transforming You podcast. My name is Tori. I am a personal trainer, nutrition coach, wife, cat mama, Jesus freak, and I am here to talk to you about all things overall wellness, whether it is exercise, food and nutrition, faith and spirituality, or mental health. I have got you covered, girl. Let's get going. Welcome back, friends. This week, we are going to talk about New Year's resolutions. People make a lot of different kinds of resolutions, so there's a lot to talk about. I'm going to try to talk about the kinds of goals or resolutions that work, how they fail, and how to figure out what yours should be. Let's get into it. So whenever I hear people talking about New Year's resolutions, I think of this moment in an episode of Friends where Chandler had invited Janice to New Year's Eve party. And she's standing there munching on hors d'oeuvres and goes, the diet starts tomorrow. And then we get that classic Janice laugh that I'll do you the favor of not impersonating on here. You're welcome. But that scene hits me really hard every time I see it because she's so skinny. But she's a woman on New Year's Eve. And so obviously she has to say something about trying to lose weight in the new year. And it is truly bananas to me. So sometimes I don't know. If people really do talk that much about starting a new diet in the new year or if pop culture like that and ads for new diets and all that kind of stuff just make me think that everyone is looking for the next quick fix for weight loss. But if you're setting a weight loss goal or other health related goal for the new year, I want to encourage you on a couple things. One, do not give into the pressure to buy into a diet program that requires you to eat and drink a bunch of supplements that are probably sold to you by a friend from high school that you haven't talked to in a couple years. You know what I'm talking about. You will be better off working on this goal without using that stuff. I don't care what the before and after pictures look like. Move more, eat more vegetables, drink more water. You'll see progress with or without the sketchy supplements. Two, you are capable of making a plan, making adjustments to make it work for you and sticking to it any time of year. If this is the time that you're choosing, that's awesome and I'm excited for you. But if it doesn't go exactly as you plan, that is normal. That is more normal than it going exactly the way you're planning. So don't quit. Learn, adjust, and keep at it. And that's an anytime advice. That's not just New Year's advice. I think that we look at this transition from December 31st to January 1st as like some kind of magic moment where if we just set our intentions and make our vision boards and do all of that stuff we're supposed to do and then watch the ball drop, that everything will just be completely different. And while it is totally okay to want to change things about your life or your habits, and it's totally okay to decide that this is the time of year that works for you to do it. What it takes from you to make that happen is no different on January 1st than it is on March 2nd or August 13th, or November 21st. And if you have a good plan to start with and the flexibility to change it, to make it work better for you, if things aren't going perfectly, which they won't, then all you need is time and consistency and you'll get where you want to go. So let's talk about the kinds of resolutions that work. It's just like any other goal setting. If all you say is that you want to exercise more, eat less sugar, get more sleep, drink more water, read more, travel more, make more money, or spend less money. I love where your head's at, but that's not enough to help you succeed because you want to do those things more or less than what and to accomplish what, why, how much or how little do you actually 
want to do those things. It's a more complicated, it's a more complicated process than just saying, I want to do this more and I want to do this less and that's my resolution. It's, it's a little more complicated than that if you really want it to stick, if it's something that's really meaningful to you. So even the ones that are clearer, that are like, I want to go to the gym five days a week. That's a clear goal. And that's much better in terms of knowing what kind of progress you actually want to see. But I think that these kinds of goals might be the kind that quote, quote, fail as resolutions because the first week you don't make it to the gym five times, you feel like you failed on your resolution. And so you might as well just throw in the towel. When you look at it like that, it doesn't do you any favors because you're measuring yourself by the parts you're struggling with, by the parts that aren't working great. Or, or whatever, you're, you're measuring yourself by the negative rather than by the progress that you're making. So that's also why you need to know why these things are important to you in the first place. It gives you a place to focus your attention that helps you build confidence instead of just confirming to yourself whatever negative beliefs you have that have stopped you from, from getting where you want to go in the past. No one wants to go to the gym just to be at the gym, right? So like if your goal is go to the gym five days a week, your goal isn't just to be at the gym for five days a week. You want to go there to work out, to do something that will positively impact your health and your life. You're in charge of naming those things specifically. That's up to you. But you know there's a good reason that you're there and something you want to see happen that's important to you. Remembering that every workout, every healthy meal, every glass of water, Every good night's sleep has value, even if you don't see immediate measurable progress that will help you stay on track with your goals, even if when things don't go perfectly. I talked a bit about this on the goal setting episode, so I don't want to repeat myself a lot more. I just wanted to hit those most important points again. So if this is your first episode and you're like, I need more information about that, I did an episode a few a few episodes back about goal setting that expands on that a little bit more. So how do you know what your resolution should be, assuming you even want to make one? It's totally up to you. What are the most important things to you? So stuff you want to think about is like, what about your life do you love and want to do more of? What isn't serving you that you want to do less of? What bad habits do you want to break or what habits do you think it would be helpful to start? Is there a specific word laid on your heart that you want to be the theme or the goal of next year? If you ask yourself those questions, put it to prayer. And if there's something that you need to work on, then I think that that will be revealed to you. I think it'll come to mind or I think that God will lay the answer to that on your heart. And I think you'll get it figured out. And, and I, I like that we have this time of year set aside where we really step back and look at the big picture. I think we're usually hopeful and optimistic more at this time of year than a lot of other times. But the problem is that the newness wears off. And so the optimism kind of goes with it sometimes. So I just want you to know that, you know, if if February comes <laughs> and you're not feeling so hot about this anymore, if you have a goal that means something to you and you make a plan that you are at least comfortable starting with, if you can't stick to it forever, start there and see what needs adjusted. If you have this goal that you know is worthwhile, that you know is worth pursuing, it doesn't need newness 
to be worth it. So keep that big why in the front of your mind. And if what you're doing is lining up with it, you'll be happy to keep it up. If there's something that's really important to you that you want to see happen in your life, and you can see that the things you're doing each day progressively lead you closer to that big picture thing, you're going to be happy to keep doing those little baby steps. And if you've gotten off track from what's most important to you, keeping that why in top of, at the top of your mind will help you notice that a little bit quicker. If you, if you know where you want to go and you know why you want to get there and you see that this stuff you're doing every day is either taking you farther away or it's just going in a completely different direction, you're going to notice that sooner if you're really thinking about what is your intention behind what you're doing in the first place. So I just wanted to touch on a couple other things to help you stay on track and then I'll let you go. Something I always find helpful with goal setting is to go backward. So start with where you want to be and when and decide what all the small small steps are that you'll have to take to get there to make that big goal happen. Then give yourself a reasonable amount of time to get it done. That's where I usually screw up. (laughs) is the timing. I think I can do it a lot faster than I can. And I uh, I learned in one of my psychology classes that it typically takes us about three times longer to do things than we expect. So if you have no idea how to map something out time-wise, whatever you think it is, that's it, probably that times three. So that might help you get started because I think that that's also por- important in terms of keeping your confidence high when you're pursuing something is If you start with super high expectations and then you discover that they were unreasonable, you're going to feel like you failed and it it takes longer than it should to realize that it was just, you know, the steps you laid out were too big or the time you set aside was too little. And then you'll realize that you're not the problem. (laughs) Your plan wasn't as good as it should be and you can fix that and be on your way. The other thing is accountability. I hear this a lot from people that feel like they know what they need to do, but they don't have anyone else in their life doing the same thing or checking in on them. And sometimes the people closest to you are actually discouraging. So if accountability is your problem, you need to make sure that at least a couple people close to you know what you're working on and how important it is to you and why, and that you're clear about what you might need from them, if anything. And this is mostly, I would say that part is mostly for people that live in your house. You know, if so for the people that actually live in your house with you, those people can really kind of make or break your your progress in a lot of ways. And I mean, I don't mean that you're not still responsible for making choices that align with your goals, but people people that live with you can really make what you're doing a lot harder or a lot easier. And so like one example of that is my husband is working on his nutrition and I ran a half marathon a few months ago. And while I was training for that, I was burning like 3000 calories a day. And so I just kept baking chocolate chip cookies. I was like, listen, I'm going to eat them. Um, I have 3000 calories. I'm going to eat them. Like that was the kind of monster. I, and not, I mean, not monster. I mean that in a funny way. If you're, if you're burning that many calories, you need to eat. So um, I just kept making chocolate chip cookies. And he was like, this is really hard for me because I'm trying not to eat a bunch of stuff like this. And you're making like big batches of them. Like what's going on there? And I was, 
I realized, yeah, I'm I'm kind of being a problem for you. We're in different places right now and this isn't going to work like that. So I had to figure something else out. But, you know, I just like I needed to eat the calories that I was burning. He needed to cut down a little bit to get to where he wants to be. And, you know, there are you can't always just tell someone like, oh, it's just willpower. Like you, you just because it's here doesn't mean you have to eat it. Like that's true, but that's not really helpful, is it? So just, um, you know, if there's someone in your life that's working on something that, you know, you make it a little bit harder sometimes reevaluate that. Like, is that the most loving behavior? Um, and if you've got someone in your life who's making something like that trickier for you, you need to communicate that you need to communicate like, hey, this is really important to me. And this is why. And this thing that you do, it it really throws me off. And like, what are you what are you? I think especially if if it's a married couple, I think that's I think that's probably who I'm talking to the most right now, but not necessarily. But probably if someone is like bringing treats home for you or if they're like, hey, babe, I made you cookies just because or whatever, something like that, like they're showing you love is what they're trying to do. But you're probably not going to receive it that way when from your perspective, you have a goal you're working toward and they're kind of stepping in the way of it. You're not going to receive it as love. And so I think that's probably what the communication needs to center around is they're trying to do something for you if they're doing if they're doing something like that. But it's having the opposite effect because of what you want for yourself. And so that's what the conversation probably needs to center around if you needed tips for that. So other than that, there is just one more thing, one last thing that I want to leave you with on this topic, and that is that you are capable. You have what it takes to do what you set your mind to. You are smart enough to know what makes sense for you to try to change, and you're determined and disciplined enough to get it done. You aren't perfect, so you shouldn't try to be. And if something goes wrong, sorry, when something goes wrong, give yourself grace to recover from the setback and then get back to it. You can pause and restart as many times as you need to. No one's keeping track. You don't need January 1st to get started. But I suppose it's as good a time as any. I'm cheering you on, girl. And if you need some encouragement, slide in my DMs anytime. Until next time. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you liked this podcast, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram. Um, if you want to reach out at Transforming You Pod or at Tori G Writes, I would love to hear if there's anything you learned today or if there's anything you would love to hear more of or if you just want to chat, I am always available. Talk to you soon, girl.